when queer, rebellious musician Caleb DeCasper got an honorary day celebrating his musical contribution to Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world, all hell broke loose on Twitter. After all, Twitter is Elon Musk's dumpster fire now. Right-wingers went berserk seeing Caleb DeCasper decked out in a golden bustier with long hair and makeup. They're accusing him of being a witch, calling him anti-Semitic slurs, and even worse, they say his lipstick color didn't match his dress. Uh, didn't you say that? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Today, musician Caleb DeCasper joins us from their cozy home in Austin, Texas, to regale us with stories based on their new album, Femboy. On the album cover, Caleb's futuristic glam rock look gets transformed into a xenomorph. Only instead of acid-spitting mouths coming out of his mouth, it's many hands seducing the audience to enter his world of musical delights. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Is this Caleb DeCasper? Caleb DeCasper, yes. Hi, it's Fausto. And Mark from Feast of Fun. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. You too. How's my favorite xenomorph doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing well. Must be hard having all those things popping out of your stomach all the time. Oh, no, that's the the human implant, right? What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, so in uh, Caleb's new album, Femboy, yes. Caleb has been um, photoshopped to look like a drag queen slash xenomorph, <laughs> where instead of mouths coming out of his mouth, it's a lot of hands mm. trying to seduce you and pull you into their wicked web of musical intoxication. Yes. You can use that on your, uh, you know. Show notes. Yeah, or, you know, (laughs) Fausto from Feast of Fun says. (laughs) I definitely will. We have a document of press quotes, and that's going on it. (laughs) That's right. My fee is very slidable with the right lubricant. (laughs) (laughs) What inspired you to get Photoshop to look like this uh, sort of uh, otherworldly beauty? Um, Well, uh, my friend who does a lot of my visual art for me, um who's that who's that well her name is elizabeth dexia hi liz hi hi liz yeah elizabeth dexia um is my best friend of like 20 years and so they she really gets me they really get me and we just have conversations about like what i want my art to be and what i'm trying to accomplish and then I get a nice picture that represents it so well, you know? You know, if she asked you to have a baby with her, I'd be really careful. Why? Because she's going to plan it. 
She's a friend, not an alien queen. <laughs> That's what you think. Caleb doesn't understand your alien references. You've never seen the mo alien movies? Are you kidding me? Who, me? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I've seen them. <laughs> I saw them a long them. time ago, but I'll tell you, I like the Predator movies better. <laughs> I like the Predator movies when they have the aliens, and they really mm -hmm. should have a musical version and call it in space, No One Can Hear You Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> which makes absolutely no sense but you know uh we had a friend of ours uh johnny stacks mm -hmm. and uh his partners scooty scooty and jojo just scooty and jojo they did a musical version of the alien movies where they dressed up in drag as the xenomorph alien queen and it's called alien queen with all the music is queen like you know um the uh, freddie mercury you know mm -hmm. And it's absolutely brilliant. And they, they got a cease and desist. They got, it was so good. <laughs> the film studios and Freddie Mercury's estate said, no, no. way. <laughs> but before that took place, they built the, the, a full size alien queen outfit on stilts in drag. So when they reveal the alien queen, like, get away from her, you bitch. She was sickening <laughs> and not in a xenomorph way <laughs> it was oh, a fun was show yeah, yeah yeah how are you doing caleb good. it was so good to celebrate my 50th birthday with you in austin texas uh thank you i had a great time at your dinner party yeah and i really liked how you uh shocked and awed all, all the women in my family because <laughs> you're like i'm gonna get plastic surgery i'm gonna look like uh mandela poor michael jackson uh, I just want to be uh, uh, differently. And the, and the women were all like, no, don't do a thing. Well, there's been a thing. couple of cocktails passed around. And so they really were like, you know, trying to stop. It was like an intervention. Yeah. Because, you know, some of the women in my family are, are like uh, crunchy granola types. You know, they're all like nature and don't dye your hair. Yeah. Don't try and cover the gray, but you can dye your hair purple because that's different. As long as it's organic purple. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. And so, you know, for us as queer people, we're like better living through chemistry, you know, like if you if the square peg don't fit in the round hole, pull out some lube and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I kind of told them you were putting them on a little bit. Were you? Just, but just I mean, I exist to be divisive, I guess. But I will get to Twitter later. OK. <laughs> <laughs> You just hold on with your devil worship ways until, until we get to that. Oh, my God. So, I mean, we have been drinking quite a bit, but I do have, um, <laughs> I do have, like, again, through conversations with my, my best friend, Elizabeth Dexia, like, we found out that I have an artistic ideal in my head for what I want to look like, and then I have every day what I want to look like and I'm trying to balance the two but I think both of them definitely have plastic surgery so you want to kind of look normal-ish during the day but when you perform you want to be freaky yeah and I want to find the balance between the two like what am I trying to say but also how can I be comfortable you know you gotta scare the children and make them cry for their mommies yes <laughs> Sometimes those children are 30 and 40 years old. Yeah. The children in all of us. <laughs> and when they see you on stage, they scream, get away from her. You bit. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> so, so, uh, you know, like if you really seriously speaking though, if you could look like an ideal version of yourself every day, would that change at all? But it, would I change my features at all to look like yeah, my well, ideal? What, what would that look like? I feel like I just want to look like Cher. <laughs> hey, if Cher can look like Cher, anybody can look like Cher. <laughs> I just see the right surgeon. She's going to give you a cease and desist. <laughs> you give my so, face back to me. Sheesh and decease. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> what, what is it about Cher's look that inspires you? So she has that plastic surgery look, and yeah. I don't know why, but I love the way that the saw puppet looks, and like all people who get plastic surgery look like that. I really like the high cheekbones, and I like the the like perfect lips. I think I've said before on your podcast that the first time that I had a an inkling of what I wanted to do was when I saw <laughs> when I saw little Richard's lips on Sesame Street because they were the perfect shape. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when you saw little Richard on Sesame Street? I was probably like two years old and that that's like one of my first memories. You're like, I and want then, those lips. Yes. Me. And then I remember later I saw Michael Jackson's lips and at like the VMAs or something. And he was wearing a, like that hat and then it had covered everything except his lips. And I swear to God, he was wearing red lipstick. I'm sure he was. I yeah. mean, Michael wore full on makeup. Yeah. yeah. Full face, honey. And I just remember being little and being like, whoa, I don't know why. So I have a shape that I want my lips to be. I have a shape that I want my cheeks to be. Can you do the shape with a lipstick or do you need you need to get some plumping going on there? That's the thing, though. You got to draw it on. I don't know. Like I said, well, I have an artistic. It on too. Yeah, I have an artistic ideal. And then I have, you know, I, I that I fight with that over just being myself and wanting to be comfortable being myself, too. So you were saying that uh, Pete Burns and Amanda Lepore are sort of like your uh, esthetician inspirations and you know well, interestingly enough they're the two <laughs> shortest guests not in height but the amount of time they were on the show <laughs> we were interviewing amanda lapore and pete burns on the podcast and they hung up about 12 Am minutes amanda gave us 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes but that's what the publicist said She's, they're like you get 20 minutes with amanda lapore you want it or not i'm like fine we'll sure. take it. normally we like to talk to a guest at least like 40 45 minutes yeah and then pete burns you know we were lucky to have him but we didn't realize that he was using this our podcast as cover for going out and getting procedures done. And so what he did was, and he's just like, well, I'll call you back later, but that never happened. He had, he'd, he'd snuck out of the house, done the podcast, but yeah. then ended it early so that he could go get a bunch of like rings inserted into like around his lips. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, unfortunately I want to say he died like two years later or something yeah. like that. It was really kind of, so in, in a way feast of fun killed Pete Burns. No, not at all. We enabled them. Well, we allowed him yeah. to 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 Is live that, the life. Are you sure he's using the right gender pronouns there? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think that's uh, they. Yeah, so, so they they yeah. they, uh, they lived the life that they wanted. And we were able to help them live the life they wanted to live. They wanted uh, to have this done, and they did it. But I think part of it help. is with all that stuff on their face. It, it's hard to talk for long periods of time, and so they're just like. Um, 
Darlin' I, I love your I don't know why they sound like Elvis, but <laughs> I love you, but I gotta go. Darlin' up my face, my cheekbones hurt. I gotta hang up. Mm-hmm. But there was drama because uh, you know Pete's uh, partner was just like, "Don't get anything else done, please." And they were like trying to blame us for it. No. Yes, they were. They were like, "Feats of fun must be canceled." <laughs> <laughs> There's even like a subreddit. Well, you yeah, know, for it. We've, yeah. we've talked to the human Ken doll on this podcast a few times, and he has an, uh, this idea. People are like, why are you doing this to yourself? You're perfectly normal looking, that kind of thing. He's just like, to me, it's a new kind of beauty. It's a modern look. When you look at rich people, they all look like they have plastic surgery. And he goes, that's what I want to look like. Well, I do think that he's beautiful. I, I just like that aesthetic. I like that look. I'm not sure yet if I if I appreciate the art of it or if I appreciate it on me, but we'll find out once it's on there. But part of it, don't you think, is you know, it's LGBTQ XYZ, as uh, somebody says, um, as, as queer people, like you know, we're so used to being despised or scapegoated, or we're the middle children of society in the United States, and uh-huh. you know, so sometimes we're just too comfortable, sort of. Uh, embracing that rejection. Like, you know, like uh, Justin Jedlicka said he got a lot of pleasure walking around uh, the gay beach and just in his, you know, in his speedo and hearing people being like, oh my God, that's disgusting. You what know? a freak. What a freak. Yeah, he liked the degradation. Yeah, and then he would go home and masturbate to it. Well, I, I don't know about all that, but I... You don't like to be degraded? I do. No, I like to do the degrading. <laughs> but also, I do like going back to Amanda Lepore being like the icon of this. I appreciate people who are their own architects, which also has a lot to do with it. In control of their lives. They're in control of their image and in their yeah. lives. and in their, Yeah. So, so. Uh, your new album, Femboy, is... You know, it's kind of talking about your own gender identity, right? Yeah. You're like, no, this is Bob, my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) My neighbor, Bob. Sometimes she's Barbarella. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 you know, and so you have a lot of really interesting songs. And it definitely has a, 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 it feels like, you know, I don't know if it's intentional. Mark and I were thinking this had a real retro flavor to it. Yes, that was intentional. Thank you. You know, and, and sort of we, we picked your, up. Yeah, uh-huh. what's your inspiration for that? Um, <clears throat> so actually, I'm glad you asked because I haven't been able to bring this up in any of the interviews that I've done so far. But I went into this album. This is my first LP album. And I went into it wanting to be as authentic as possible, wanting to strip away all of the what if, what if, or mass marketing things that they try to make you do to get people to like your music. Like uh, what? What do they do? Well, for example, uh, they don't want you to use specific pronouns uh, because that, that turns people off. They think for some reason that they can't connect with your romantic love story or whatever. If you are singing about the opposite sex from what they appreciate. 
Why stop there? It, it, like, you know, you'd be like, I love you, human. <laughs> yeah, you you, know, you are everything to yeah. me. <laughs> you know, because it, well, it, it does sort of make you sound like you're an alien xenomorph sort of trying to seduce a person, like, you know. <laughs> well, the whole thing, and you can test that theory out because, you know, in the 80s and, I mean, up to as recently as, like, Sam Smith, like the pronouns have been a huge thing. They hide who they're singing about because they want mass appeal. And then Sam Smith comes out and he tells everybody that he's singing about guys or they, sorry, they tell everybody that they're singing about guys and there are no, then it's like they just dance around the pronouns the whole time. They don't ever say any pronouns. And now we're in a place where Lil Nas X is on my page with this i've always done this but his songs say he Mm. and so that's what i wanted to accomplish i wanted to write an album because i was tired of being told that i was too gay to be successful in music i was told by an a and r rep that i was too gay to be successful in music and i needed to tone it down and straight people don't buy gay music and i was like what the fuck are you talking about all straight people buy is gay music because most music is gay. <laughs> True. So, truth. Truth. So that's why it has a nostalgic feel because we went through the eras and we picked music that was gay. And when it came out, it was gay, 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 but then it was adopted by mass culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for example, unicorn is like Euro trance dance music which when i was in high school was considered something only gay people listen to Mm. Uh, let's listen actually to a track from your new album femboy uh you recommended we start off with do it baby yeah do you want to set it up for us yeah i'll tell you so this is the first song that i wrote on the album um, it happened after my meeting that night that I was just talking about. Um, I met with an A&R rep and they looked at my Instagram and told me that it was too gay for me to write successful music if I didn't tone it down. And I was mad. I had been drinking. I came home and I wrote this song, Do It Baby, about just doing the damn thing and getting it out there and not giving a fuck what people are going to perceive it as. Yourself a break when it's falling apart. You live your life in a movie when it could be a work of art. A lot of times there are no words to say just how it feels. Darkness comes from inside you, and you're scared of what it could be. Baby, do it, baby. Ooh. 
Yay. Yeah, slay. Caleb, you recently had a big <laughs> honor in Austin, Texas. They declared April 21st, Caleb DeCasper Day. Hear ye, hear ye. And yes. uh, lubricant is free this day. <laughs> and murder on the runway is legal. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations for that. How did that come about? Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to lunch about <laughs> something sideways related. And at the end of the meeting, they sprang it on me and said my name was on this list. Would I would I enjoy the honors of that? And I said, sure. You're like, cool, man. <laughs> They're like, do you know how hard we work for this? And so what did you what did, did you get like a gift bag? Like, how did what happened? No, I, back I, with tokens. <laughs> I got a metro line for free. <laughs> I got. A, we ain't got no Did metro you get a key line to the city. Here. No, I. Did you get some barbecue? All, we, it's Austin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went to lunch. I got a nice sandwich, and <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> what kind of sandwich? We, God, you guys, I don't remember. It was a, was uh, a like a nice brisket or was it a hummus sandwich? I feel like it had aioli on it. Oh, okay. Mm. So it was fancy. Yeah, it was fancy. That's a $14 so, sandwich. That's mayonnaise with garlic in it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, probably pesto too. But basically it was a huge honor, but it wasn't anything like that. Um, I showed up at City Hall. And it was an item on the agenda for the meeting they had that day. And I performed with my guitar. I performed Do It Baby, actually. And then the mayor said some nice things about me. Uh, we promoted my album release show coming up on May 7th at Hotel Vegas. And, uh, you know. And then you had uh, your picture it, taken and it got on yeah. Twitter. And, and, and the taken with my council person. And the haters and, came uh, out and accused you of worshiping Moloch. Yes, I am. I am Malokian. Malokian. Yeah. And for people that don't know, who is Moloch? Moloch is a. I hate that I know this crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is only going to reinforce them. Moloch is a is a Hebrew demon. Who steals children mm -hmm. and and drinks their blood and 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 to do that they use witches to help them do that. And you've been in high school. You were accused of being a witch as well. So in high so what's school, going on here? Why is everyone accusing you of witchcraft? Well, I'm a witch. <laughs> so you're finally coming out of the broom closet. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, it's because you're wicked. A, yeah. I think so. I think they accuse me of being a witch because I'm powerful and scary. <laughs> <laughs> they say that I'm a witch and I weave a spell. But these are also those same kind of conservatives. That, these are the ones that think like the Democrats are running like a, a, a child ring outside of a in the basement of a pizza parlor. It's a common so, it's a common thing for these right wingers to be like. Uh, you know, you're grooming children, you're, you're, you're attacking the children, all these baseless, uh, you know, things that are not supported by any kind of fact or reason just really sets them off and energizes them. And it's an easy way for them to attack you because they can just be like, you're hurting the children. And then you're like, 
What? Well, they're projecting. Nobody, want, nobody wants to be accused of hurting children but, or to hurt children. But uh, who well, actual uh, elected Republican officials actually have been tried and convicted or in oh, dealing and the, the, know, the, the with, state of our health care for yeah. children, the state of our school system. And and, and uh, they even used in the 80s um, this idea of the satanic panic where people were putting their kids in daycare and the people were sacrificing these babies to, to Satan and involving them in all sorts of occult stuff. And that was a, right. a bona fide lie that was created and distributed to stop the United States government from giving women uh, child care. In the 80s. And they just. And they succeeded. And they succeeded. And it was a way to just, you know, to destroy that whole movement. Being like, you don't want anybody taking care of your kids except for yourself. But, you know, the reality is, you know, a lot of working families can't do that. They rely on other people. Well, first of all, let me set the record straight. I don't even like children. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't like feasting on their blood either? No. I mean, if I don't want to be around them, why would I want to eat them? Well, Second to, of all, to gain their power. Their youth, maybe. But <laughs> I just... All right, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we need to establish, yeah. too, we need to just... This is as anti-Semitic as it gets, though. It's anti-Semitism. I'm not even Jewish. But it's anti-Semitism and homophobic at its finest. <laughs> Um, so it just, that's where it comes from. Right. Cause there, with the whole Moloch thing is there's a lot of anti-Semitism involved in that whole movement. Right. They, they say that, um, Jewish people run the entertainment industry and use celebrity witches to help them carry this stuff out. And so you're a celebrity witch now. So you're going to be helping with that like or is Samantha it Samantha Stevens on bewitched? <laughs> Right. Elizabeth Montgomery, right. Agnes Moorhead, so, Daniel Radcliffe. You're in great uh, company there. I know. I've been inducted into the Cool Bitches Club, but so what are some uh, of, what are some of your favorite tweets that these people were tweeting at you? Because they were well, saying the one with that. the guy, the one with the guy. And I, I hate to admit that I read them all, but they were kind of entertaining. So uh, the one with the guy who just commented Malokian. <laughs> I love that. I like the okay groomer because <laughs> it's like okay boomer, but like okay, okay groomer. groomer. And you know that that, that that groomer is just it's the same old thing that they were doing with that Anita Bryant thing in Florida about the teachers and whatnot. And a lot of people, you know, queer people, teachers that are teaching today, um, are able to teach because that kind of stuff went to court, and especially I think California. And we're like, no, you can't, uh, you know, investigate people's private lives like that. Being queer is not going to. Uh, be any kind of detriment to kids because there's queer teachers and always have been queer teachers. Yeah, there are queer teachers. I know that for a fact. But I that that's the stuff that I really don't appreciate is when people keep connecting gay people to being pedophiles. It's disgusting to me. Pedophiles are pedophiles and gay people are, are gay. I, it's stupid it's tired like you said anita bryant that was 50 years ago Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't appreciate any of the pedophile comments um there's what else some guy this is kind of creepy some guy just cropped me out of the picture like he, he cropped the 
Congress, the council person out of the picture and just zoomed in on me really close. Yeah. And that's all he did. He didn't say anything about it. <laughs> so there were like uh, sort of like RuPaul's Drag Race uh, fans like critiquing your outfit. And I make get, it. that's what it looks like. <laughs> like somebody uh, uh, named Little Brown Mexican, whose uh, Twitter account is Taco Bell Test Dummy. <laughs> Why is that dude li- dressed like a woman? Yeah. Oh, you reading? Okay. There's one guy. Yeah. This made me laugh too. Uh, <laughs> a guy's name. It's a poop emoji. It says, "It says poo talker 3000. and he just says, "Gross." <laughs> then somebody say you're not a hero. Fausto's like, he's not a hero. He's a they row. <laughs> Caleb is not a hero. Caleb is he's a, a they row. As you, mis- as you misgender as in your own joke, but sorry. <laughs> but you, you, oh, I know, and they can't get the pronouns under control yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and, what yeah. is it exactly like? Because you were saying like uh, in the past, you used to say, you know, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But like, you know, if if you had your way, you would want they them kind of pronouns, or I I'm not sure. You're just figuring it out right now. I'm figuring it out, which is part of what this album is about. Mm, yeah. But also, I I like my masculine body. I am a man, but in my head, I'm yeah. something that doesn't have a word. But your onstage persona, your your public persona, do you find it's more like non-binary or does it matter even? Well, like my public persona is not really a persona. It's just a... um extreme version of myself so are you comfortable with all pronouns like he she they does it matter to you as long as they're respectful yeah as long as you're not using them disrespectfully i've had people call me all of them and i really none of them feel weird i don't know well i'll feel like you know as 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 gay people like you know as faust and i we call each other like he's my husband but he's also my my daddy he's also my baby he's also my wife (laughs) my wife my husband and girl and sometimes yeah please (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter a lot of my friends when i'm being too much you know that girl so Mm -hmm. it's I it doesn't matter. I said girl to a straight guy that I worked with once and he was just like, Did you just call me girl? And like he was like a like a little upset by it. Queen. (laughs) And I said, I'm Uh, sorry, I'm a gay man. I call I call people girl all the time. I'm you know I call straight man girl all the time. Mm. Yeah, well it's it's a it's more of a what is it like yeah it's sassy. What is that part of speech when you say like fuck or wow or an ex- interjection? Yeah, an interjection. It works. Girl's more of an interjection than it is a pronoun sometimes, yeah. you know, and it's not not meant to be directed at the person. It's like if you were talking to your dog, you'd be like, girl. The universe is girl. It's, you know, it's a good guttural sound. Girl. It's like, girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and part of it is just that you know it's like when dealing with uh the elon, new elon musk uh public disinformation campaign platform uh welcoming back donald trump well we don't know yet it, it, like he that. he could be on that like you know butter on toast <laughs> it's like he can't wait to get back on twitter mm. and the whole thing is a cesspool yeah. um it's garbage yeah is I have to be on it, unfortunately. Well, but, um, when we were talking at the party, you were talking about being accused of witchcraft. 
high school. And I have to tell you, you had us cracking up. Because um, why did they think you were a witch? Because you, you grew up in the Carolinas. Besides, South like, Carolina, biting right? the heads off of bats. Yeah. Why did they think you were a witch? Well, it, it was North Carolina. It was close to South Carolina. It was in North Carolina. Um, I, like, for a while, I experimented with, like, wearing uh, eyeliner. And I remember that was a huge clue for them. And then uh, they also, I found out everyone thought that I did hard drugs. And so they associated witches with drugs. And I just remember, like, I tried to talk to this boy one day and he was like, my brother says you're a witch. And then he like, (laughs) kind of (laughs) like, I was surprised by like his like real reaction. Like he wasn't faking it. It was really scared of me and then you switch into your uh joan collins voice from dynasty and you're like darling don't be so upset at that way i'm just a little bit have of affectation here have some caviar and burnt champagne mm. and they're like dynasty what? at that time at that time i was probably like, i ain't no witch you know but yeah, well you also played football in high school well, I played football like not for the school. I played it like recreationally and like a after school type thing. And imagine like you twinkled your nose and the football flew into the goal post and they're like, Caleb is an amazing halfback or I don't know what quarterback or half tack. Uh, what is it? Bareback. Bareback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only, exactly I, I only pay attention to it. the athletes, not the game. That's exactly how I did it. Um, I've also played baseball before too, just so you know. So you're very sporty. You're good with balls, eh? I am. Well, but yeah, um, yeah. but so in in terms of like navigating that kind of like you know satanic panic or that you know which is really just coded empowerment to corruption because it's like you know we can scapegoat somebody who's in our family who's in our community whether it's witches or gays or whatever uh trans people these days or immigrants it's it sort of like takes the attention away from people who are actually art to harm us oh for sure i and it's usually the person harming you that's trying to deflect that away Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, in the case of being in North Carolina, it would be these rogue people who misuse Christianity, you know, Mm -hmm. the, they think I'm a witch because they go to a church where the preacher who didn't go to college to be a preacher stands up there and says, witches exist and they're at your school. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. They might be even standing in this pulpit right now for all we know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I told a woman that she was talking yeah. about her preacher and how like you know all these false prophets. And I'm like, how do you know your preacher is not the false prophet? And she's just like, looked at me like, <laughs> you caught me. You know, what can you do? Well, part of it is you know it's it's preying on mental illness, it's preying on ignorance, you know, and it's uh, preying on it's preying on poverty too. And poverty, yeah, yeah, and it's taking advantage of people who are just like you know at you know, have very little resources or community, you know, why do they want to burn books? Cause they books have information in them. 
Yeah, because they don't read them. But I yeah. um to bigger picture, I'm yeah. not I'm not hurt personally. These people don't know me. They can't even get my pronouns correct. So I'm not hurt by the comments. I'm hurt by this kind of stuff. Like the big picture that exists out there. Yeah. Well, it's also so, like you see your own community uh, you know, hurting and you see these people sort of taking advantage of that, you know, chaos for their own enrichment and it's it's frustrating and angering. Yeah. As one of the core tenets of why I wanted to be this and I wanted to do this is because of queer visibility. Mm-hmm. Well, and so you certainly did it. I mean, you got the city of Austin to give a person who's, you know, looking like Amanda Lepore and Michael Jackson and Pete Burns, uh, a, an yeah. honorary day, you know? Yeah. And you're like, suck it haters. <laughs> yeah. they can suck it. Cause April 21st, 2022 is Caleb DeCasper day. And yes. And lubricant is free. Murder yes. on the <laughs> runway is legal. <laughs> My official statement was everyone wear their brightest red lipstick and follow their dreams. And then my unofficial statement was also go cruising in your local parks. Ooh, Austin. I have to tell you, Austin has a lot of cruising. If you folks are ever visiting Austin, Texas, check out some of those parks. Well, watch out for the popo, honey, because they're still arresting people in Austin, Texas in 2022. Mm -hmm. Watch out for the gay witches, too. They'll bite your wiener off. (gasps) So if you see Caleb, run. No, Mark and I were walking around in one of those, and I was like, this is bullshit. I sat down on a park bench, and I'm just like surfing grinder scruff on the phone. And then Mark brings this guy. It's beautiful. If I also man. could hear me say, like, I think my husband will like you. And, he's just and I'm like, like, oh, mom, please stop setting me up with guys. <laughs> and? And he was gorgeous. Yeah. Was gorgeous. I was like, and the rest, rest is their story. Oh, happy ending. Happy yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been telling everybody, pursue your dreams. You know, we that's a major message of this podcast. And certainly with a COVID pandemic, you don't know what tomorrow brings, you know? And uh, uh, so turning 50 and celebrating with you, like I was turning, telling the, my deepest secrets to members of my family who was even ha- hard to come out as gay to, right? And so I'm telling them, look, I want to be in a bodybuilding competition and win a sword, in the late summer, early fall of 2023. And they're just looking at me like, like I, the, I could have told them anything else, no big deal, but they were just like the look of disgust and horror in their face. Well, I'm <laughs> glad I was there to deflect with my plastic surgery comment. It was. But. It was like, well, that's not so bad. Then. Yeah. Don't concentrate on Fausto being the freak. Let's f- focus on the freak over here. And we're all like, <laughs> We accept her. We accept her. One of us. Google gobble. Google gobble. One of us. For people who don't know that, that's uh, Todd Browning's notorious film, Freaks, uh, which actually stars some of the Barnum and Bailey and Guinness Book of World Records actual human oddities, uh, people with uh, you know disfigurement or born with missing appendages or had special skills, and they're in this movie. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was meant to be a horror film, but you know, it's sort of a call to action to celebrate the freak in all of us. 
And it's uh, also known as the Caleb de Casper story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, let's listen to uh, another song from your album, Real Girl, where you okay, uh, moan like a porn star. Uh? Low key, this is my favorite song on the album. It's so. fun, it's fun. Eat my pussy boy. me feel mighty real <laughs> mark and i went to see uh pablo pav pablo P- vitar but it's but it's spelled p-a-b-double-l-o but in yeah. portuguese the double l is not a z I sound i believe i have no or idea. it's you know like you know just like gender language and pronunciation goes out the window you know and so in austin text <laughs> i'm sorry in chicago illinois they they were performing at the Metro last night and uh, to a pretty packed house. Oh, yeah, for sure. Full of lots of Brazilians. And we're like, we don't know anything about this music. Well, I've seen some videos and some of the music and whatnot before. But, you know, uh, we have some listeners in, in Brazil, especially one, uh, Josue, who's just like, you have to go see Pablo. I'm like, all yeah. right, I'll go see Pablo. And I, I enjoyed it. I it was fun. That. Yeah. I love going to music that I've I don't know much about. Mm. Well, it's it's sort of uh, you know interesting because you're you're like really seeing the music objectively, yeah. You know, and seeing the pop act, and I was just like, you know, do we really need to see the art name of the artist projected behind them for the entire show? <laughs> it did come up a lot, didn't it? I'm just like, God <laughs> damn, girls! Like, you know, we know who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like going to see Madonna, and it's like the word Madonna is behind her the entire show. I wish there had well, like subtitles to the songs, like what she's singing in English on there. Yeah, something. that would have been useful, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, and she did a collaboration with uh, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. and I was hoping that that would be performed, but they didn't do that. She didn't change any of your outfits. And she would go off stage, and everyone's like, oh, she's going to change into a new outfit. What's going to be? And she comes back on wearing the same thing. Well, she was only on for an hour, so I think that. Do you do costume changes if you're only performing for an hour? Uh, you do three costume changes an hour. What are you talking about? Do you change costumes, or do you just take clothes off? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen Caleb. How, Caleb's got you know the goods, and yeah, that's how the yeah. drag queens in New York, I guess, do it because most of the clubs don't have like they say they don't changing have changing rooms. rooms, you know, so they're in the bathroom. So they basically wear everything, and then they just kind of take stuff off for the next act. And by the final act, they're just like in their underwear and pants, their bra and panties or something. Just panties. What else do I need? <laughs> but you had an incident on stage not too long ago where a couple people from the audience decided to get in on the act. And what happened? They started licking you or touching you? Jesus. All right. First of all, if anyone ever does that again, I don't care if you're he, she, or they. I'm going to throw you off the stage. (laughs) So what happened? I was performing my first show at South by Southwest. And there was, they told me there was like 1,500, 2,000 people there. So it's a huge, huge show big energy and uh these girls are wasted i don't think they knew each other either so they're a separate <laughs> incident so it's, it's just like drug uh drunk mob mentality or something yeah this girl comes up to me on the stage and she's like ah, i have something to tell you i like my fans and i like interaction during a show so i like what is it what is it sweetie you know and then she's all like and then I was like, <laughs> oh, this might be fun if I give her the microphone, right? You know, but like have her sing my song. And then she's like, ah, so. <laughs> Never give so anybody give her, a microphone. Yeah, I know. So I, I give her the microphone and she sings the song, but then she takes it as an invitation to come on stage. And there's video footage of this. She snuck up behind me, y'all. She snuck up behind me. And then another girl come on stage, too. And I was like, why are they letting people on stage? Oh, my God. You're like, security. Yeah, well, that didn't happen yet because I was like, roll with it, roll with it. Don't be a jerk. Because you're put in that position where you don't want to seem like a diva or seem rude or nasty to people. So I was just letting it ride. And then. Thank God my dancer was there. She you know, coaxed him over to her to go dance with her. And that looked cool. That was cute and fun. Right. But then the other girl's like, Nope, all about me spills her drink all over something stumbles over and just starts (laughs) touching me, like touching my legs, spanking my butt, licking me. And uh, when she spanked, I mean, I was uncomfortable. So when she spanked me, I, I, I did lose it. I said, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Get out of here. Get it. You know, uh, call for that security. extra. <laughs> you did you not pay not, for this. You are not allowed to hit me. I offered no you a snack and you took the whole kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, if you touch Beyonce or Cher, you would explode on the spot. Mm. Like they would shoot you. No, yeah. No one would ever think to do that because they, I don't, I don't know. Princess Deandra so, is banned from meeting Diana Ross because she went onto the stage and took her index finger and stabbed her in the stomach. Poked with her. It. Poked her. And what? she was like, she looked at her and said, get out. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm in good company then. Like, because I was, I was so offended that they would yeah. do that to me. And then one girl got so upset because security had to come bring them off. One girl was so upset. She... She pitched a fit. And then the other girl, it didn't even phase her. She's all like, I love you. I love you. They're like pulling her off. She's like, I love you. So 
Um, at the end of the day, it was glamorous as fuck, but don't do it again. Mm. I love when that happens, though. You know, and part of it is like, I hate but you experiencing wouldn't, that's not it. You wouldn't like it to happen to you. No, but it, but it's something like, you know, it, it means you're doing it right when people lose their shit. It's like the Beatles, you know? The Beatles didn't want those girls ripping their clothes off, but they're like, you know what? My bank account does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Beatles didn't like performing live because they couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, is that becoming, I mean, that's not no longer a problem, is it, in any performance venue? I mean, you have technology to fix that. Right. Because you do have, like, this is the interesting thing I observe with a lot of queer music acts, uh, Little Nas X, Pablo Vitar, you, um, you know, uh, the Rue Girls that wish they could get to that level. Um, you know, they they have this strong female following, cisgendered women who are just like putting on you guys like all their desires to break loose and have fun and live an exciting life. Yeah, I'm not sure what it's about because I had some conversations with people and one of the things is maybe we're sexually attractive and safe. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to return the the sexual uh, aggressiveness that they're putting on you. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it just proved to me that like all people are trash and we shouldn't single out people for being trash because everybody does trash things. Right. So what, what, what do you describe as trash? I guess like being aggressive without consent. Yeah. Um, yeah. not getting consent to touch people like things like that, things that they go off on people for um, things that people lose their jobs over in Hollywood and stuff like that. Well, there's women who do that too, but it's just not publicized the same way. Well, you know, one thing I say is uh, being drop dead gorgeous is not consent. Wow, that's <laughs> true. That's so true. And I keep just your before hands anyone, off me. Before anyone takes quotes from this and gets upset, I want to back up what, what? my feelings with what I'm saying about how I got off stage and a woman told me that I shouldn't dress the way I do if I didn't want it. Oh, oh shit. What? Internalized sexism. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. Yeah, like I posted a photo of my, you know, like I'm working with a bodybuilding trainer and 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 he's like, you know, I need to see your front and backside. And I've always had like chronic back and knee injuries and problems, you know? So I don't feel usually comfortable taking pictures of my ass, you know, but I took one and I was like, wow, this looks really good. So I'm going to post it on the internet. And I broke the internet with that. And you were telling (laughs) me that some guys who like won't give you the time of day. No, his rejects. Your rejects. Guys yeah, the ones that I've been on dates with. You went on a date yeah. with, and you wanted sexual action from them, or how did the, the date go? No. it's I have certain people that I date and certain yeah. people that I have fun with, and the ones that I date just suck. After, like, three dates, they just suck. Like, they don't know how to communicate that they don't want to see you anymore, so they just go away and... 
They ghosted That's what you. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're uh, thirsting after my thirst traps. Yeah, I see them, like, in your pictures, and I'm like, you're such a loser. Hey! Not you! That's my fans. <laughs> Not you. Keep my name out of your fucking mouth. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I imagine how that is. You're like, huh, that's my friend, loser, you know? Listen, you what? and I are b- b- practically the same person, you know? It's like, if I can get them, you can get them. Yeah. Basically. And if they don't see the the value in you as a person, and you know, because we're a hell of a lot of fun. You know, Mark and I and Caleb, we tear into a Denny's late at night and the <laughs> crowd goes wild there. Yeah, we have a, we always have a good time together. You know, and, and, and people just sometimes, you know, I, I like what Margaret Cho said sometimes. Like she was looking for somebody you know, an Asian American comedian to like sort of inspire her. And she finally realized like, you know, I am the one that I want. It's like, no one is coming to inspire you because maybe that person who is meant to sort of move that needle forward is you. And yeah, it's just for a, sure. It's a lonely I, place to be though. I, I have my own day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I don't your day came and went but you know. Well, they'll do it again next year, right? Uh, no, it's just April 21st, 2022. Oh, it's one single day in history. Yeah, it doesn't it's, repeat. It's not like a holiday every year you get it, right? Right. Oh, that's But you might be able to get a fair. new new day Mark next year. Is right. I could get it again, but the coolest thing is that it's like filed away permanently that this happened. And, you know, later on when people are searching for their dead relatives, like, it's going to pop up and they're going to find stuff out about me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, I'm, re- I'm one twelfth related to Caleb to Casper. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. 23 and me. And now I can't get any health care because I'm also banned from getting health care. Great. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about it is, I guess, uh, with those uh, DNA tests. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with it is that we live in the United States at, at, at what people describe as at will healthcare. If the healthcare company wants to cover the cost of whatever it is you need to survive and be alive, uh, they will do it. But if they want to deny it for any reason, even though, you know, the, the American Healthcare Act, the Obamacare Act mm-hmm. was supposed to prevent that or discourage it, it's still in <laughs> practice. And so they're like, well, we don't understand why it was not denied. It might have been because you just, you know, you got too sick this year or whatever. Well, what bullshit. was it also saying? It's like you just yeah. never know. Like you go into the hospital, you just never know what you're going to be charged because it's up at the whim of the insurance company. Are they, are they going to pay it or not? What's that bill going to be like? It's at the whim of the hospital, yeah. the whim of the doctors, the whim of the nurse, and the whim of the insurance company. And it's like, I don't know if any business, because they treat it like a business, in the United States or in the world where you go buy a product and you don't know what it's going to cost until you have to pay for it. You know, it'd be like going out for dinner and you're like expecting to pay $20, $40 plus tip. And they come out like, that'll be $4,000. And you're like, what? And so, you know, with these DNA tests, it's like, that's, that's the only problem with that. You know, that's how my album is in my show. Why you don't know how much you're gonna pay for it? <laughs> it's free, and then to exit, it'll cost you your life. <laughs> Just your firstborn. 
Yeah, or your face. So I can sell I'm it onto mine. So many ideas for my next album, you guys. My sophomore album, just talking to you guys right now. <laughs> well, that's what I love about We're hanging out with ideas. you. It's like you you know, we good friends uh, inspire creativity in each other. You know, it's like I, I always just love our conversations with you. Oh, thank you. You know. What's new in your love life? Are you yeah. seeing anyone? Are you dating Pablo Vitar? Oh, stop. I don't want to talk about that. These people didn't sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't ask you about uh, who you're seeing or yeah. who you aren't seeing. You guys know I'm seeing someone, and the world doesn't need to know. Oh, wow. This I is really, a privacy thing. It is. I really do think that... Um, Are you exclusive? Well, he doesn't need to answer that question. Well, because yeah, we again, have listeners I, out I, here right now going, oh, my God, I'm in love with Caleb. How do I get with that? Let them think they stand a chance and okay, maybe they want they it. They stand a chance. You never know. Shit. People, people can have a chance with me, but yeah. they've got some high competition. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. I mean, yeah, like, you know, you could probably get some uh, attention from Mark Felian, but, you know, <laughs> I'm standing over here. <laughs> So bring your A game if you want the D game. <laughs> so all I got to say, you can follow Mark Felian on Insta Instagram, welcome. Instagram or Instaman, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, Mark Felian and uh, impress him when you message him. Because Mark, does, Mark doesn't check social media. I check social media all the time. He's like, all the time. Is this worthy of my attention? I check my Twitter, I check my Instagram, I check my MySpace, I check my MySpace. Facebook. I'm just kidding about that. What? Yeah, Mark's on Christian Mingles too. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent me a, a, a someone created a profile with using my photos on what? Scruff on Scruff and someone sent me drew my attention to it and so I wrote to the person I said, "Oh my god, you're the most beautiful man I've ever seen." And did they respond? They just blocked. And they no, they started chatting with me. I was like, you know, you and I could be twins. In fact, we like our photos are identical. And then he finally realized who he's talking to. He's like, oh my god, Fausto, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get uh, even with my ex, and he's so into you and so in love with you. And I'm just like, what? And I was like, listen, what do I say on the podcast? He's like, man's rejection is God's protection. I'm like, you better believe it. You are better off without that man. That, that That's weird. Listen, you know what? When you got good tail and you lose that, that can be heartbreaking. And especially yeah. when you're a lot younger, it's like, man, when I broke up with my boyfriend and I was like 22 years old, I felt like my whole world was coming to an end. You know? And, and the best part is coming. Or maybe not, you know, maybe this is the, this is the best that you could do. <laughs> but <you know. laughs> I think I yeah. think it's all up to you, just like everything else in life. It's all up to you. It's how you want to navigate relationships. It's how you want to navigate the world. It's whether or not you want people who accuse you of being a Malokian witch to bother you or not. It's, well, I don't want to blame, you know, systemic uh, inequality on the people who receive it, you know, and certainly there's no shortage of that in this, you know, wicked witchery world we live in. But, uh, you know, at, at the same time, it, it is a 
you know, you have a lot more power over the outcome of things than you realize. And when you, you start to own that agency, uh, it's harder for people to take it away from you. And I just want to get in here somewhere that, you know, all of this in real time, you can see everything unfolding. Like, I wrote this album because this happens to me and then it happens to me. So it reinforces my album and it reinforces the point of the album. So the art is like fueling this cycle right now where you can see in real time, like the psychology of everything. Is that why like so much uh, music these days is like, you know, I'm a star. I got a big dick. I got a big house and a lot of money in the bank. And, you know, I'm awesome. Mm, Pablo Vitar. Check me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, know that's I don't, I don't know that's what really. Pablo Bittar's lyrics were saying, but it just sort of felt that way a little bit, you know. <laughs> like she I was on the I, stage. I wish I spoke Portuguese. Me too, you know. I certainly am a, a fan of uh, men who speak the language, you know. And, but her choreography was like she. It was like a, she was taking a kickboxing class, you know. And uh, I found the choreographer on uh, Scruff. Yeah. And I started oh. chatting with them. Did they send nudes? No. Oh. I said, your show was great. It was great to see you guys performing. You know, thanks for coming to Chicago. You know, they're not asking for feedback. And they're like, obrigado. Obrigado. Yeah. <laughs> it's like total <laughs> ice. That. <laughs> That's your obrigado. welcome, right? Or is it? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. I don't know. You're welcome. <laughs> obrigado. Yeah. Mark is a, is a, Amazing at speaking like a hundred different languages. That's not true. I just know a few words here and there. You know, uh, what is that? You know, Malarkian? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Malokian. Malokian. You know, Spanish? <laughs> if you play that backwards, it's a recipe for split pea soup. <laughs> Which I will probably vomit out yes. right now. Your mother. Actually, my dad made really good split pea soup. He does oh, a little so turkey leg in it. <laughs> he used ham bone. Ooh. It was so good. Uh, it was so good. Just like Caleb's song. Mm. Moaning so like good. a okay. real girl. That's yeah. what, you drop the moaning like and you just call that real girl. That song was so much fun to record. Were you like a um, uh, Donna Summer and having actual sex when oh, you were recording oh. it? You know that's what happened with uh, that song where she's moaning. Mm -hmm. What's the Donna Summer song? Um, it is uh, uh, "Love to Love You, Baby." Love to love you, baby. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. The the music producer was like eating out. I eating think, out. Right? Yeah, and she's like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was like, go Donna, and then she's like. Look what Jesus can do. And then she became a Scientologist and she's like, look what Xenu can do. <laughs> and then she came back and realized the gay fans were paying her bills. It was like, uh, where my gay is at? Oh, um, yeah. And then she's in heaven that. now. She's in Xenu heaven. <laughs> they yep. came to pick her up on the spaceship. Yeah, th this is the thing I learned. Like, w Will Smith didn't want to, like, draw attention to himself at the Oscars. But, like, I had no idea he was a Scientologist. You know, they're all Scientologists. Why are you not a Scientologist yet? Because I'm a Malokian. <laughs> well, There's you could be both. Us and we fight each other like an underworld. Nowhere in Dianetics does it say thou shalt not follow the teachings of Malokian. 
<laughs> that is a complicated joke. Uh, please message me on Instagram. And I'll explain it to you guys. Fausto Fernos. Uh, you can also follow Caleb DeCasper. All one word. From the uh, North Carolina DeCaspers. <laughs> on Stop, social media. Texas now. You're from the, from the central, the hill country Texan DeCaspers. And uh, where are you performing out next? I have a lot of really fun stuff coming up. So um, my next show is May 7th at Hotel Vegas in Austin. And um, that's going to be my Femboy is already out. The record's been out, but this is the party for it. Mm -hmm. So super excited for that. We have some really cool talent um, like Serena Ellis from A Giant Dog. Um, we have Baby Boy, the rapper. We have Mama Duke, the rapper. Um, and no, my friend I have Bessie. no idea who these acts are, but I'm that's like, why I'm saying I their love, names. I love the names: Mama Boy, Baby Duke. <laughs> what is the dog thing? <laughs> that's Marmaduke. Marmaduke. <laughs> Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Baby Boy. Vestite, Sabrina Alice. It's going to be a fantastic time. We're also bringing out Casparello, which is my DJ set that we do. Um, Casparello. DJ Casparello. Yeah. Because Caleb's so, last name is DeCasper. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming Casparella, DJ Casparella is you. Casparella is me and Sabrina Ellis. Oh, so it's a, it's a team, tag team DJ set. Right. And we have Studio 54-esque parties <sighs> when we DJ. Are you going to uh, ride into the dance floor right, naked on a horse? Yes. Oh, I've yeah. already has been up in so many meetings. So they're like, just keep feeding it sugar cubes coated in LSD. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Man, well, beyond yeah, that, yeah. I want to plug also that they've asked me to do a special event for Pride in the Umlauf Sculpture Garden here, where I play the piano. It's called the what? The what Sculpture Garden? Umlauf. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I call it Umlauf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the correct pronunciation. Okay. It's German. They, for, it stands for fabulous. Yes. Well, they have me in the garden playing piano there in June, and so many other fun things are coming up. My life is really fun and amazing right now. So. Well, uh, everybody, may everybody celebrate their uniqueness and freakiness and uh, magic qualities on Caleb to Casper Day. Mm -hmm. and may happen more than once. Once is never enough. You need no. like a half birthday, like a half day, like whatever six months is. And yeah. just be like, it's also, it's my half day. And it, why stop there? Do prime numbers. <laughs> Every day is Caleb DeCasper day at my house. <laughs> or even better, today's the un-Caleb DeCasper day. It's Caleb DeCasper <laughs> day in my pants. Okay. Yeah. Free lube and murder on the runway is legal. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I love you so much. It's so much fun to chat with you. I love you guys. Thanks for having me on and letting me talk about my life and my art. Oh, my God. Come back more often. It's too much fun. 
All right. Uh, you you yeah. have a song you're going to be leaving us with, La Isla Jotita. And Jotita, Jota is a... Little gay boy? Is, is Jota is, ho- is gay. Or gay in Mexican slang, Spanish. It, it was explained to me by Pink Star and Y2K, who were on the album and co-wrote with me for this, uh, that that word means faggot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, shit. Joto. Yeah. Right? Well, Joto, yeah. yes. Joto, not Jota. Jota literally means J, the letter J in the alphabet. But apparently Jotita is a play on on a little faggot, so. I'm down with that. But you're not so little. <laughs> I know. Real faggots it's, have it's, curves. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb, it is so lovely. Uh, we're going to leave you here with La Isla Jotita. Remember, Feast of Fun is made possible because of fierce, fabulous people just like you. Go to feastoffun.com slash plus and access thousands, th- over 3,000 legendary podcasts uh, with Caleb DeCasper. Lots of uh, queer and nonconforming musicians, uh, some famous ones, and some who are still... Uh, hustling and also check out our other podcast let's grow big together which is available wherever fine podcasts are found and not so fine podcasts and it is about uh health muscle and uh muscle worship yeah it's about inspiring you to live your best life and especially if you want your best life includes building large amounts of freaky muscle It's our brother podcast, yes. not our sister podcast. Mm-hmm. Our sibling podcast. Our sibling, a non-binary, non-gender. yes. Our non-binary podcast mm-hmm. with lots of love and companion. Hey, uh, Caleb, uh, some muscle building advice because you're a physical fitness person. What advice can you leave uh, listeners with here? How to build muscle oh. to look like a superstar. Oh, what do I know? Um, What's the okay. hot thing? Okay, I'll give you the way that I do my reps, okay? This is probably this is probably common knowledge, but you know, not for people just getting started. So I like to go 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, 2 and add weight each time. And uh then if I'm feeling spicy, I double it. Uh, do like, you double the weight just, or the repetition? The, I'll just do it all over again. So, so you so, do a set of 10 and you rest a minute or two and then you add a little bit more weight and then you do eight and then you add a little bit more weight and go on down that way. Right. And you just go down. So that's like really efficient. It takes maybe 20 minutes and uh, it's how to build. It's very effective. You build very quickly that way. It's called it's a style of uh, the concept called progressive overload. Where you're sort uh, of uh, building uh, strength by increasing the weight slowly, sort of like you're boiling a frog, <laughs> boiling a frog in a pan of water by slowly increasing the heat. Yes. But in this case, uh, your body, if you allow your body enough adaptability, enough rest and good food, then your body recovers. And so you allow that scab to heal and, and, uh, and you can have more strength and more curves yeah, you'll see you'll see more strength in about two or two or three weeks if you do that for sure. That's great. That's great. 
Well, Caleb, thank you so much. And remember, folks, uh, Let's Grow Big Together and Feast of Fun is available where fine podcasts are found. Give us a review, uh, share it with your friends, and, of course, uh, follow Caleb Casper and buy Femboy mm -hmm. wherever music is found or streaming. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, and praise, YouTube. And praise Moloch. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Bye, Just everybody. Kidding. Bye. Praise Zena. Praise Zena. Thank you.